declares us not guilty. He has done this through Christ Jesus, who has freed us by taking away our sins. Isn't that awesome? Let's let's go next slide, verse 25. For God sent Jesus to take the punishment for our sins and to satisfy God's anger against us. He was angry with our sin. He was going to judge us because of our sin. But he said, sin's going to be judged. I'm not going to skip it. I'm not going to look over it. But I'll send my son. And I will judge him in their place. He will become the sacrifice for all their sins. For our sins and to satisfy God's anger against us, we are made right with God. When we believe that Jesus shed his blood, sacrificing his life for us. God was being entirely fair and just when he did not punish those who sinned in former times, and he is entirely fair and just in this present time when he declares sinners to be right in his sight because they believe in Jesus. That's what the Bible says. I believe it. Listen, the Christian life starts with faith. Where we hear this message And something rises up within us and says, I believe that. I need that. And then by faith we embrace it. We just, we confess our sins and our need for God and we embrace Jesus as our Savior, the one who died for our sins. And scripture says he actually comes right into us by his spirit. Makes us spiritually alive. Raises us from spiritual death to life and then we walk with God. In this life. I believe it. The Christian life starts with faith. The second point, then we learn to live by faith. So it starts with faith, but that's just the start. And now we learn how to actually live day-to-day life, get up in the morning, go all the way through the day, and then at night go to sleep, and we live this whole thing in faith. That's God's plan. 2 Corinthians 5.7 For we live by faith, not by sight. Now here's some things I, just, I need to address. Because we can be Christians who have received Christ, but not really living our life by faith. We can. Okay, that is possible. There's other ways that we can live our life. <clears throat> and one of them, is that we can still live life by our own reasoning and understanding. Okay? And, and God wants us to set that aside. That's the old life, where it was our understanding and our reasoning that dictated everything that we did. I'm not saying we stop thinking. God gave us minds. Okay? They were meant to think. So I'm not talking about just like you stop thinking. But what I'm talking about is that we are no longer the captain of this ship. He is. And it's not just us reasoning and figuring and thinking. No, no. He's in charge now. Our own thinking should no longer be the captain of our ship that's directing us through life. The book of Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom, says, uh, there's a couple verses I want to share. Proverbs 14, 12. 
And it says, there is a way that seems right to a man. When a man is figuring life out and just trying to, you know, what's it all about? How do we live it? What do we do? There, he figures something out. There is a way that seems right to a man. But in the end, it leads to, yeah, to death. Listen, if, we're, if we come up with our own ideas on everything, the outcome is not really what God wants it to be. Okay? As Christians, we've got to learn, we have to learn to start living by faith. Proverbs 3.5 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. God takes us as we are. But then by His Spirit and through His Word, He starts to transform us, change us. And this this area of living by our own thinking and reasoning, it's something God wants us to set aside and start learning to walk by faith. The Apostle Paul kind of addressed some Christians that were walking by their own reasoning and their own understanding. They had their own opinions. They had their own ideas. And they were embracing those, not really embracing what God was saying. And Paul had to talk with them, or write to them. 1 Corinthians 3, starting with verse 1. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to mature Christians. Hey, you know, you know, I was with you. You received Christ as your Savior. And I was all part of that. You know, I brought the gospel to you. But I could never really talk to you in a very mature level. Because you were just so immature. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to mature Christians. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world. I had to talk to you. Your understanding was so much still in this world that I kind of had to use those terms and those ways to talk to you because you really hadn't become very spiritually minded yet. As though you were infants in the Christian life. I had to feed you with milk and not with solid food because you couldn't handle anything stronger. And you still aren't ready. (laughs) Nice. I don't want to receive a letter like that from anybody, okay? But... Can Christians live by their own reasoning and their own opinions and their own ideas? Yes. Yes. But that's not what God wants. Okay? How can you tell if a Christian is living by their own reasonings instead of by faith? Well, here's just some ideas. When you're talking with them, they say the word, I think, a lot. If you're talking about a topic... Well, I think this. Well, I think that. And if seldom does it come up, well, God's word says, then they're probably living most of life by their own reasoning and their own understanding. And not by faith. So if the words I think come up a lot, check check yourself. All right, we're going to switch subjects. We don't want to live life with, according to our reasonings and our own understandings. Again, that doesn't mean we stop thinking. God gave us a brain. But what he says has priority over anything we think. Okay? That's that life of faith. What he says has priority over anything we think. Here's another one. 
We need to stop living by our feelings. I hope you don't feel bad when I say that. (laughs) Feelings aren't evil. Feelings aren't of the devil. God has feelings. Okay? He created us to have feelings. They're not evil. But, but our Father didn't intend for us to live life based on how we feel from day to day. Okay? And actually, our feelings can change moment by moment. I mean, it can, they can change really, really fast. I was watching uh, America's Funniest Home Videos one time, and there was this clip. And uh, it was uh, like a teenage girl, and the, and the family was there, but dad was kind of the main figure. And it was either her birthday or Christmas, I don't remember which it was, but he had car, car keys. And he gave them to her on this day. She was so excited. I mean, she was just jumping around and dancing and shouting, and, you know, as I, as I remember it anyway. Just, you know, oh, she loved her, her dad so much. And then they went out to the garage. And uh, the garage was already lit. They opened the door from the house to the garage. The garage was empty except for a toy car sitting in the middle of the floor. I thought, man, that was cruel. (laughs) That was cruel. But anyway, that's what happened. And her feelings changed instantly. (laughs) And she had loved her father with all of her heart, you know, ten seconds ago. And then she looks out there, and I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was kind of along the lines of, I hate you. (laughs) She went from love to hate in just moments. Feelings are like that. Everyone in this room has done something like that. You've gone from high to low (laughs) in in record time. (sighs) We weren't meant to live life according to how we feel from day to day. As new Christians, we can certainly start that way, but we, we can't continue that way. So, what are some signs that we're living by our feelings? <laughs> I'm asking for the Lord's boldness right now. <laughs> what are some signs that we are living more by our feelings than faith? If you rate your days as good days or bad days a lot, today was a good day. Uh, today was a bad day. This has been, you're living by your feelings. Because basically you're saying, whatever circumstances happen today totally affect me. If they were good circumstances, it was a good day. If they were bad circumstances, it was a bad day. Who made that day? Okay. Faith says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So if, if, it, if you rate every day as good days or bad days, you're probably, Jesus loves you. I mean, I'm not, you know, please, don't read anything else. But you're probably living more by feelings than faith. Other things, other signs. I feel like God is so close. I feel like God is nowhere around. I feel like God loves me so much. 
I feel like God doesn't love me anymore. I feel like there's no hope. I mean, I could go on. If you use the word feel a lot, and some people are just naturally more feeling people. I have been accused by my own daughter of having no feelings, so (laughs) maybe it's easier for me to give this message. She's just, I can't remember. She had a word for me, but I've chosen to forget it, so I don't remember what it is right now. So maybe I'm not, you know, my highs aren't real high and my lows aren't real low, but, but uh, I still did live by my feelings as a new Christian. And, and the Lord wanted me to start to live more by faith instead of feelings. Okay, faith in what? They're talking about living by faith. What are we talking about here? Point three. This faith that I'm talking about is is faith that is based on what God's Word says. We actually start living life based on what God's Word says. Not what we think, not what we feel, but what He actually says. That's that life of faith. Now we know that faith comes through hearing. Okay, there's a verse, Romans 10, 17. And it's talking about salvation in that passage, about how receiving Christ and believing in your heart. God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. <clears throat> so that's the context of this passage, Romans ten seventeen, And it says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. You hear about Jesus, you hear the word of God, and like faith starts to rise, and you believe. But God doesn't want us to live that way just for salvation. He wants us to live that way in life. We hear what his word says. And it it starts to bring faith into our heart. And we believe what he says about us. He says, Mike, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Everything is new. And faith says, yes, I am. And the feelings say, no, you're not. You're not acting any differently. And your mind may say, no, you're not, because you're still dealing with the same problems. But faith says, I am a new creation. I am a new creation. Old things are passed away. Living that life of faith. New Living Translation says this, Yet faith comes from listening to this message of good news, the good news about Christ. So, Friday, Nathan and I were driving around, because I couldn't go home. I had gotten kicked out of the house on Friday. If you were here last week, you know the story behind all of that. If you weren't, just believe the best. So anyway, Nathan and I are out driving around. And Nathan says, somewhere along the lines, do you know what DNA stands for? And I said, no. Then he told me what it stood for, just to make me feel a little more stupid. And uh, I thought, you know, I could research this, and I could do, you know, find out what it stands for, and know more about DNA, and I could pass that on to you. I, I could do that. I probably won't, because I just personally don't care that much. <laughs> you know, that's just me. But, you know, I, I don't know that much about it. When I was in high school, I've shared this before, but I'm going to share it again. When I was in high school, I had to read Shakespeare my freshman year. 
I feel for you. I could tell. We were. Now, some of you love Shakespeare, you know, and that's awesome. God made you that way. <laughs> but he made me the way he made me. <laughs> and so we were supposed to read Shakespeare. And uh, it was Romeo and Juliet. And then my teacher, who was a young teacher, fresh out of college, probably why she did this, but anyway, she had us memorize some of Shakespeare. Yeah. 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 But wait. What light through yonder window breaks? It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon, which is already sick and pale with grief, that thou, her maid, art far more fair than she. And then there's more, but we'll just stop there. Now, have I ever read Shakespeare since then? No. Those words that are just drilled into my brain, have they helped me in any way? No. It has not been a life-changing experience whatsoever. Lori never hears me going around the house quoting Romeo and Juliet. I thought it was a waste of my time. But, I am very, very interested in what God's Word says. I am very interested. In, have I, do I understand everything I read in God's Word? No. I'm still learning. But I am very interested in what God's Word says because His Word is alive. It's living. It's active. It's more powerful than any double-edged sword. And when it gets in you, it starts doing stuff. Have you experienced that? I mean, it just starts forming and, and changing and correcting. and It's just so powerful. And, and Jesus said that we were supposed to live by the very words that God said. Didn't he? Well, I'll prove it. <laughs> okay. Matthew 4, verse 4. When Jesus was being tempted, Jesus answered, It is written, and he quotes from the Old Testament, a passage in the Old Testament, but it's still, it says, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Yes, we have to eat to live this life. We have to. But that's not even the most important thing. The most important thing is that we that we eat God's word because we live by that. We live by physical food. It keeps this body alive. But oh, the spirit so needs the word of God. And we live our lives by that. If a, if a Christian's going to learn to, to live the life of faith consistently, you have to be in God's word. There's just no shortcut. You can pray, God help me live by faith, God help me. You can pray it all day long. But if you don't get into God's word, you're not going to start living a life of faith. Okay? And I believe in prayer. I believe very much in prayer. But it's not a substitute for getting God's word in your heart. So, today is not the day of shortcuts. Today is not the day of easy things. I'm just giving you... What God says in His Word will make the difference. 
how much of God's word do you have right in your heart where you're carrying it with you all the time? I challenge you. I don't want to be harsh. But maybe a little less time on social media and a little more time in God's word will change your life. There's no shortcuts. But the outcome of doing things God's way are awesome. Well, do you, Can you tell the difference immediately? No, sometimes you're just starting off reading. And you don't feel a thing. And you kind of get it in your heart. And do you have this experience? Typically me, no. <laughs> I'm the unfeeling guy, remember? Okay, so. <laughs> but it starts to affect my life. You know? And I get that word in me and it just, it's powerful. And it starts to kick out my own opinions and ideas. Because my own opinions and ideas will contradict God's word at times. And I have to choose whether I'm going to embrace what God said or what I'm thinking. Okay. All right. I'll press the nice button now. Be nice. <clears throat> John eight thirty one says this, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you've heard what I said. Now if you'll just hold to it, if you'll embrace it, if you'll make it part of your life, you really are my disciples. You're really following me and what I say. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will... God wants people free. Jesus died. He suffered and died so that people could get set free. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested that He might destroy the works of the devil. God wants us free. He wants us to have life. Life more abundant. But we've got to get a hold of His words. And we've got to get them in our hearts. And we have to believe those promises. And sometimes we don't. There are some promises in God's word that we don't believe for ourselves because our experience doesn't match at all. You'll have life abundantly. I don't feel like I have abundant life. I guess that's not working for me. Now you've got to throw your experience away. And you just got to embrace what he says. And let that word work in your heart. Let it direct your life. John 6.63, <clears throat> Jesus was talking. He said, The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The human abilities and understanding, that's, that's just not going to do it. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Jesus' words are spirit and they are life. So, living by faith is choosing to believe what God's word says. And it's a choice. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. We choose to put God's word above our own feelings. I feel like God is so distant. I just feel like he's just nowhere around. That's the life of feelings. The life of faith says, well, Jesus said he would never leave or forsake me. He's with me. I may not feel it, but he is with me. Matter of fact, 
I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit dwells. That's the difference between the life of faith and the life of feelings and the life of reasoning. Is it a battle? Oh, yeah. Welcome to the good fight of faith. I'm a Christian. I don't want to fight. You're a Christian and you need to learn to fight. Just not people. <laughs> don't fight people. Okay. Definitely don't fight the pastor. That's in the scripture somewhere. Don't fight the pastor. The devil, you got to fight the devil because he is going to try to rob and steal and take anything that he can. <laughs> Just his nature. So, practically, how do we do this? When I wake up in the morning, sometimes I feel discouraged. I do. When I wake up in the morning, sometimes I feel really insecure. Sometimes I wake up feeling like a failure. Anybody else understand what I'm talking about? Okay. Sometimes I don't, I don't wake up you know, with just the glory of God beaming and Lori saying, my turn, please. It's just... I'm trying to sleep, man. Uh, that doesn't happen. Okay? But regardless of the feelings, I pretty much start the day the same way. God, I thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. And I'll just start thanking him and praising him. And all those verses over the years that have kind of gotten tucked away in here, they just come out. And, you know, I, I mean, you could just go on. Lord, I thank you that today I'm strengthened by, with all might by your spirit in my inner man. Lord, I thank you today that I can do all things through Christ who's going to strengthen me. I thank you, Father, that today everything works together for good to them that love God and are called according to your purpose. Lord, I thank you. I'm not anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, I'll bring my request to you. And the peace of God that passes all understanding is going to guard my heart and mind this day. Lord, I thank you that no weapon formed against me prospers. I thank you that I am led by your Spirit today. Those that are the sons, the daughters of God, they're led by the Spirit of God. And I just, those, those things that I've tucked in my heart, I just speak them out. Because feelings will change quickly. God's Word never changes. We walk by faith, not by sight. So, I'm giving you homework some of you have already been doing your homework and turning it in on time. Some of you have been feeding your homework to the dog. Because <laughs> I want you to experience the life of faith. Which is a fight. But I want you to experience it. And so that when the feelings come that don't line up with what God's Word says... You'll embrace God's word and you'll say, no, the feelings, I'm disregarding what my feelings are because God's word says this. That'll never work out in your life. Well, God's word says all things are possible to them that believe. Matter of fact, Jesus said that. You know what I'm saying? God's word. Mm. 
Scripture says it's a shield of faith that quenches every fiery dart of the wicked one. I, I just want to encourage you, keep letting his word get in your heart. And then speak it. Next week, uh, you know, I'm not going to do this series anymore during the service time. We're going, to con- we're going to do it from 9.30 to 10.30. We're going to talk about renewing your mind. There's such a battle going on in our heads. You know, and sometimes we try to start renewing our mind and things get worse and we give up. Well, let's talk about this. Because God wants to renew our minds. He wants us to have the mind of Christ. He wants us to have peace. So we'll talk about that next Sunday. <clears throat> but let me, let me wrap this up here. Let me wrap it up. Let's look at this verse in 1 John chapter 2. The Apostle John, he's an old man by now. And he's, he's writing, and he, and he writes to children, to young men, and to fathers. Children, that would be those who are, who are uh, new in the faith or spiritually, you know, kind of like babies in their faith. Young men, which would be young men, young women. Those are, those are the ones that have matured beyond being babies, and they have grown in their faith in God. And then the fathers would be the fathers and mothers, those who have walked with God. They know Him. Okay? They have walked with God. And it, look what he says to the young man. 1 John 2.14 I write to you, young man, because you're strong. They're strong. But this next part says, and the Word of God lives in you. These, these people had read God's Word. And they'd embraced what was said in there. And they'd actually gotten it in their hearts. And the end result was, you have overcome the evil one. Those areas that he was always condemning you in, and just frustrating you in, you didn't quit. You kept just getting God's word in your heart and believing his word and not the lies of the devil and not the feelings you were going through and not your own understanding. And you were just embracing that, and it took hold. And you started overcoming. Mm-hmm. How many of you want that kind of life? Yeah. It doesn't come by wishing. Jiminy Cricket will not bring you this life. <laughs> it just comes by embracing God's way. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So, no shortcuts. you got to get into God's Word. Listening or reading. I'm kind of a reading person. I like to read. I've noticed that the book's getting further away as I read it now, but I still like to read it. Those small print Bibles are useless. <laughs> at least it needs to be medium print, at least. But others are audio, you know, and, you know, Man, you got your phone. What? Everybody's got that stuff nowadays. So, listen. Let God's word get in your heart. But the Scripture says in Hebrews that you have to mix faith with the things God says, because you can hear God's word, and if you don't mix faith with it, the devil will rob you of it. You know, you'll just give up really quick when the challenges come. You got to mix faith with it. We'll talk more about that in the future. That's one of the lessons we're going to go through: is learning how to stand when you when the assaults keep coming spiritually. That's coming up. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up right now. And um, 
today. I don't want anybody leaving here feeling guilty or discouraged. But we don't live by our feelings anyway, so it shouldn't really matter. Okay? <laughs> I want to encourage you. Stay in your word. You're in it. Stay in it. Take some time to just meditate on it. Let it get in your heart. You know, put it up on the mirror in the bathroom. Put it on the refrigerator door. Wherever you go to a lot, just put it there. God's word, he said, would never return void. It will accomplish what he sends it to do. He sent his word to help us become strong and overcome. So I'd like you to close your eyes right now. Just close your eyes. The first point that I started off with today was that this Christian life starts with faith. That's the very start of it. And in all reality, that is the most important part. Realizing your need for Jesus and being able to surrender your life to Him. Embracing Him as the one who died for your sins. Receiving that forgiveness. Being brought into a relationship with God. That's, that's just the most important thing of all. And this morning, if there's anybody where... I mean, you've heard of God, you've heard of Jesus, you've been around it. But you've never taken that step of faith to, to actually surrender your life to Him and receive Him. I want to pray with you. I, I want to, you know, if, if that's your desire, then I want to pray with you today. So, eyes closed. Eyes closed. Is there anybody today that you want to receive Jesus as your Savior? You see the need and you want to receive Him. Just raise your hand. I want to know if there's anybody I need to pray with today. Okay. All right. <clears throat> you can look up now. That's fine. You can do this. It's not too big. It's not too hard. You can read God's Word. You can do this. Well, I don't really have a desire to. Well, that's why we got to step beyond this feeling lifestyle and make choices. Not based on feeling, but based on what God says. And if he says man doesn't live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, then we need to get into his word. <laughs> it's a choice. Please, get your Bible and read it this week. If, if you haven't been doing it consistently, start in the New Testament. Start in the New Testament. 